0: take your Bibles, and uh, please turn them to Luke chapter 5. Uh, As I often do when we come to a Lord's Supper, and for the sake of our guest, uh, we celebrate the Lord's Supper uh, the first Sunday of every month. And uh, when we come to the Lord's Supper, uh, sometimes I'll continue the series that we're in, and again, for the sake of our guest, I normally... uh, Move from a book study to a thematic study. We just completed a study, a verse by verse study through the book of 2 Thessalonians. Right now we're in a brief little mini series on evangelism to coincide with the My Hope Evangelistic Campaign. Uh, And I'll conclude that little mini series next Sunday. Uh, But this morning I just want to bring just a brief uh, devotional uh, going into the uh, Lord's Supper that I trust will be. Uh, meaningful to all of us, Uh, but uh, Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 13, uh, it says, And it came about, while he, of course, referring to Jesus, was in one of the cities. Behold, there was a man, and note this, full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing... You can make me clean. And he stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, to be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. Let me just give you some background to this story. In Bible times, there was no disease uh, regarded with more terror than leprosy, which was incurable and contagious. Uh, leprosy uh, causes nodules or sores uh, to spread throughout the body, and especially in the folds of the cheek and the uh, nose, lips, and forehead. Uh, the face becomes horribly disfigured, where it even loses uh, the appearance of being a human. Uh, matter of fact, in Bible times, uh, they said that a leper uh, looked like a lion... Uh, the nodules would grow larger until they uh, would ulcerate. And and from those sores would come just a very foul, smelling, disgusting discharge. The eyebrows would fall out. Uh, the eyes would just become staring. Uh, the uh, vocal cords would become ulcerated, uh, which would cause the leper to be hoarse. He would... Uh, when he would breathe, there would be a wheezing. Uh, the hands and the feet would ulcerate. Slow, slowly, the sufferer just became a mass of a putrid, uh, ulcerated sores. And then the leprosy, and this is one of the worst things about a le- leprosy, it attacks uh, the nervous system, it attacks, and, and very specifically, the pain cells of the body, producing a painless hell on earth. Uh, without the warning system of pain... Uh, the leper would continually injure himself uh, without knowing it. Uh, Cuts, burns, uh, blisters, uh, torn tendons, torn muscles would go just completely unnoticed. Uh, Terrible infections would set in, uh, resulting in the loss of fingers, uh, toes, often the nose and ears, until in the end, even a whole hand or a foot could be lost. Eventually comes uh, mental decay, coma, and ultimately death, but only after 20 to 30 years of horrible suffering. But even worse than the physical condition of the leper was the psychological pain. The law of Moses banished the leper from family, friends, and society. In Leviticus chapter 13, verse 46, it reads, He, referring to the leper, shall remain unclean all the days during which he has the infection. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. The law of Moses described that the leper had to wear the clothes of a mourner. He had to keep his face covered. And any time any person approached him, he had to cry out, unclean, unclean. Uh, The rabbis enacted laws... Uh, which would not allow any person to get any closer than six feet to a leper. And if you were downwind from a leper, the uh, law read that you had to be at least 150 feet away. It was common for religious leaders and others uh, to throw stones at lepers uh, to try to cause them to get away from them, or often people would just hide and and run from the leper. Uh, The home of the leper literally became uh, the dark... Uh, Lonely caves of the wilderness. And added to this horror was the fact that the rabbis taught that leprosy was God's judgment on the leper uh, for his sins. Uh, Eleven sins were specifically mentioned by the rabbis which caused leprosy, and especially sins of the tongue. Now, after all I've mentioned, you can understand why leprosy was called in that day the living death... The leper was declared... Now, think about this. He was declared untouchable. Never to know the touch of human affection or kindness. He was outside the camp. Never to know worship. But look at the cry of the leper. Again, in verse 12, it says, And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord... If you are willing, you can make me clean. Now notice, the leper's cry for cleansing raised two issues, doesn't it? First is the question of Jesus' ability to cleanse him. And second, the willingness of Jesus to cleanse him. Now concerning Jesus' ability, uh, it appears that the leper had no question When he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and he called him Lord. Matthew's account of this uh, same encounter uh, says a leper came and worshipped him. But notice, though the leper had confidence that Jesus had the ability to cleanse him, he did not have the confidence that Jesus had the willingness to cleanse him. He cried out, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, why do you think... The leper struggled with Jesus' willingness to cleanse him. Well, I personally believe the the answer is, is obvious. Luke tells us that this man was what? Full of leprosy. He had carried the shame and the condemnation of his disease for so long, he found it difficult to believe that God could love someone as unclean As he was. All of his life he had been told that the disease was punishment for his personal sin. He had lost confidence in the grace of God. He had lost confidence in God's love for him personally. The leper did not believe he was worth saving. He knew Jesus had the ability, but he doubted the willingness of Jesus. Now look at the response of Jesus to the cry of the leper. uh, And let me give it to you in Mark's account. Uh, It describes that this was the immediate, spontaneous response of Jesus. In Mark chapter 1, verse 41, we read, And moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. Be cleansed. Now, beloved, do not miss... The absolute simplistic beauty of this scene, which puts a face on God, which re- reveals the very heart of God. And what do we learn? And here it is. It's, it's, just, it's very simple. Who God is, who God is, determines how He acts and responds to man. And God is love. Love. When Jesus hears the cry of the leper for cleansing, there is the spontaneous response of pure compassion, which breaks through the barriers of legal prohibitions and natural repugnance. Jesus stretches out his hand to touch the untouchable, to love the unlovable, and he says, I am willing, be cleansed. Now, what is the lesson for us today? Leprosy in the Bible is an analogy for sin. Uh, Were you not cringing when I described the condition of the leper? Was it not horrible? Was it not literally a living hell on earth? But let me tell you a truth. Man in his sin is in worse condition spiritually than the leper is physically and psychologically. Isaiah the prophet wrote, the whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot, even to the head, there is nothing sound in it, only bruises, welts, and raw wounds. In other words, every one of us sitting here today, have been what? Infected by the leprosy of sin. As the leper was full of leprosy, we are full of sin. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Like leprosy, sin is an infectious disease that runs deeper than the skin and is humanly incurable. Like leprosy, sin spreads, and as it spreads, it defiles. Like leprosy, sin deadens you to the warning signals of God. Like leprosy, sin progressively destroys you and your relationships with others. In our sin, we are a foul, ugly, disgusting, putrid sore in the eyes of God. While leprosy creates a hell on earth, sin creates a hell for all what? Eternity. Is your conscience crying out this morning against you? Unclean, unclean. Have you lost confidence in God's mercy and grace for you as a sinner? Do you believe that you're not worth saving? That Jesus is not willing to cleanse you? Well, I have good news. Jesus touches the untouchable. Jesus loves the unlovable. He is not only able to cleanse you, He is willing to cleanse you. What Jesus did for the leper, He is prepared to do for you this morning. You never need question the ability or the willingness of Jesus to cleanse you from your sin. The leper's doubt becomes our certainty. Nothing could be more in harmony with the will of God than to cleanse men from their sin. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 6, we read, This is good. "...and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. I give you an iron-clad guarantee that Jesus loves you. He loves you no matter where you are, no matter what you've done." His compassion will not be turned away from you, no matter how corrupt, no matter how filthy you may be. At our worst, Jesus loves us. The great evangelist George Whitfield used to cry out in his preaching, my friends, Jesus will take even the devil's castaways. Jesus is able and willing to cleanse you today. Now, I think this has two specific applications, doesn't it, as we move to the Lord's table. There are those here this morning, and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have been infected by the leprosy of sin. And you may be doubting God's love for you. You may be doubting God's compassion for you. You may be doubting God's willingness to cleanse you, but find hope in this story. Again, what God did for this leper, he is willing and he's ready to do for you today. If you will come to him, acknowledging your sin, cry out to him for cleansing, to follow him as your Lord, and he will meet you. In your sin, He will meet you in the midst of your foul, putrid sores that have infected every aspect of your life, and He will touch you. And the one Jesus touches, He cleanses. And then there are believers. And yes, you've known His cleansing, you have the assurance of eternal life. But as believers, we all know we're not immune from failure, we're not immune from sin. Like Peter, we often deny our Lord by word, by actions, by attitudes, by thoughts, by things done, by things not done that should have been done. And you may be struggling in your failure and your sin that God's disposition has changed towards you. And you may be doubting His grace. You may be doubting His love as I've shared with you so many, many times, once caught by God's love, there is no escape. He loves you with an eternal love that will never let you go, but will never let you off. And you have the opportunity this morning to get honest with Him, to become transparent before Him. And as you cry out to Him, He'll cleanse you. What does it say in 1 John chapter 1? If we what? Confess our sins. He is what? Faithful. And just, on the basis of what He did for us on Calvary's cross, to forgive us our sins and to what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Jesus is here this morning. Jesus is the host of this supper. And Jesus came to this world to cleanse people Who are full of sin. Just like this leper. Was full of leprosy. And so. I admonish you. Come to Jesus. And know his cleansing.